Welcome and good afternoon. Live from Sherwood Bible Church, mainly the youth minister's office. This is the Kingsmith Podcast, and we're in our third episode already. Can you believe it, Zach? No. Whoop, whoop. Let us get excited, my friends. Whoop de whoop de whoop. Okay. Well, Zach, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, today, Nathan, we're going to talk about a little bit of general news, just, you know, what's going on with us. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, you know. Also, my um, big, like, main topic today should be how should we, as Christians, interact with the with stuff like fiction and sports, and we might throw a couple other things in there. You mean we're going to talk about sports and Marvel movies? Yep. Okay. One minute. I got a friend texting me. I'm going to answer. Oh. All right. Well, while Zach takes care of that, we do have some news for you today. That news would be, I had a breakdown this morning right before church. Not a mental one. Not a physical one. Not even braintacular. Okay, his his mental his mental status was a bit in flux though, so it's not. <laughs> but no. what he's talking about is his truck uh, kind of did a thing where it didn't work. Died. Yeah. And they the brakes because that's a. Uh... Yeah, the brakes kind of went out. So what and... happened was, uh, got the truck. Shifted it into reverse. You got to remember, I'm in a '99 Ford Ranger, 1999 green Ford Ranger. It's as old as I am. I get younger than it. me though, so you know that's good. This is true. Somehow more broke down, but I get in there and I'll edit that part out. Um, yeah. Two one nine. Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah, sorry so, there, folks. I had to blow my nose, so. Okay, three, two. So we get in the truck. I get in the truck. I put it into reverse, and the pedal goes all the way to the floor. And I was like, okay, it's a little little strange. You know, that's, that's not great. But whatever, we good, right? So I get out, and I notice it takes a second for the truck to stop. Uh-huh. When I'm in reverse. And I'm like, okay, this is starting to get, you know, not in a great spot. So we end up, I go to the dorms, I pick up Zach, and the brakes are gone. At that and I, at that point, I got automatically feel it. I'm like, dude, what's wrong with the brakes? Yeah, there was, there was no brakes at all. I had the pedal all the way to the floor, and we went around the school roundabout, and it was like the vehicle was coasting. Yeah, it's like, it was like it was on neutral, neutral or something. Yeah. So, that's when I said, hmm, I don't think we're going to be taking this vehicle today. So, we called a friend. They were able to pick us up and... Uh... Saved our lives. Yep. So, that's what's happening with me. Um, how about you, Zach? Got anything fun going on? Well... Uh, currently it is Calvary Spring Break, so... Amen to that. I am glad that to have the have a week off from doing schoolwork, although I'll do some schoolwork here and there, get, get it done for classes and stuff. Um... Yep. Because, you know, I still have... 
even though once one class has ended, I still have my other class I need to do homework for. Um, I went to Wonder Gym for the first time on yes, Friday. Yes, we did. Uh, quick, uh, quick side note: I'm glad Nathan's truck did not break down. Yes, the both of us are glad that it did not break down in Winter Jam, KC. That would have been terrible. Oh man, what all happened at Winter Jam, Zach? Well, we took a bunch of our youth kids to Winter Jam and see to see them. Um, Jeremy Camp was there. Uh, we the Kingdom were there. Was there? Oh, it was it, it was amazing. It was a fun time. Yeah, so I just pulled up the lineup here. So, oh, that's the T-Mobile Center thing. Yes, it was in the T-Mobile Center, and it was fantastic. Um, freaking love the Sprint Center, not the T-Mobile Center. Heck, man. Why it'll did they be, have to rename it? It'll be the Sprint Center until the day I die. <laughs> they even changed the colors. Like they, did, they went from yellow to pink. I know. Like, uh, but yeah, they have we, we the Kingdom, Jeremy Camp, and Dominio, and Wilson, Disciple, Austin French, and New Song. Um, and then Zane Black, um, speaker, he, he spoke, he was a youth minister. And then the pre jam, they had Thrive Worship, Shambi, and Renee. And I gotta admit, I never went to any of the pre jam stuff. But Sean B. came out, uh, so at Winter Jam, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it. At Winter Jam, all of the youth ministers and ministry associates get to go down one of the tunnels into a back area, and some of the people will, some of the singers will speak to you. And Sean B., after he was done with his uh, set list for pre-jam, came down and talked with us. And then... Um, I was there. It was a lot of fun. Then the lead singer of New Song, he was also there. Super cool guy. Sweet. Yeah, really cool guy. And then the lead singer for Building 429 also spoke. Um, and then also the gal from We the Kingdom. Uh, also, she was there, which was really cool. Side note, while he was doing that, all that junk, I had to stay up with the kids to make sure they didn't get uh, yep. rowdy. Sorry, bro. That's all right. I'm glad you had fun. We did have fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, yeah. So that happened Friday night. Yesterday, both of us were fairly exhausted. We were dead. We were I dead. was super tired. Yeah, because it's 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 a great time handling nine youth kids till midnight. It was. A ton of kids. It was a so many kids, but uh, I would do it again, one hundred percent. Me, on the other hand, my that that kind of music's not my style. But if hey, the, that's all right. If the kids beg me, I would go. Um. So some of the people this year that sponsored Winter Jam sponsored sponsored. Sponsored Winter Jam. Is we that, are not is associated. That, is that uh, Donner's lesser-known younger, bro- younger brother? Oh, my goodness. Sponner. Sponner. Sponner he, he, and Donner. He's a spare reindeer. That's what he is, guys. 
Exactly. Now, um, the sponsors for Winter Jam this year were World Vision, Liberty University, Samaritan Ministries, New Release Today, the He Gets Us Movement, Extreme Conferences, and the Life Book. Which, that's a pretty good lineup. That is a pretty say. good lineup. Alright. Yeah. But that that was a fun time. Um, hey, Nathan, mm. uh, during Winter Jam, they mentioned something. Um, they, I think they mentioned uh, the Asbury Revival. How would you... The Asbury Revival was incredible. Amazing. I, I've seen a lot of people go back and forth on it. So the, the way that it started was there was a... Uh, one, of the, one of the people there was speaking... And I'm going to be honest, that sermon was a total dud. Uh I listened to it, it really wasn't that good. But, then the worship broke out after that. And then people just kept going. And it just recently ended. Um, How many weeks did that, that have gone for, what, four weeks? Yep. Like, holy smokes. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how long it went. They're saying it went two weeks. I don't know. I feel like it went a little bit longer than that, but 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 regardless, that's pretty incredible, man. Zach's got his Bible open. What you reading? Uh, just something we'll talk about later. Oh, oh, oh okay. This is something related to the, our main topic, but. I will say, as far as Asbury goes along, it's great to to see the Lord moving. Mm-hmm. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, of course, and Isaiah, I can't remember the exact like uh, chapter and verse, but Isaiah in Isaiah he does say, "My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are higher than your ways." Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly how God, how God's gonna work, guys. But it's amazing to see to see him move, and to see people, uh, you know, want to change their lives for him and yeah. get closer to him. Absolutely, incredible, what the Lord has done. Uh, I know they had to bring it to a close for for certain reasons, and I yeah. think those those reasons are certain and they're they're legitimate and valid. But. Boy, this has been happening all over the nation now. Right. I mean, there has been revival after revival. Let's look it up. Revivals U.S. after Asbury. Um, oh, man. There has been so many people, right? So many different schools, right? That have been having revivals since then. It's it's incredible. It is amazing, and I hope the Lord keeps moving through those revivals, and and you never mm-hmm. know. Zach, what else has been going on this week? 
I can see you got a topic. You're ready to go. All right. Well, okay. Let's dive in. I want to do it. All right. Well, uh, during the week, or this is something that's been on my mind for a little while now. Um, well, ever since the NFL season ended and since the that big game thingy happened, Mm-hmm. Um, this this is this is something this has been something on my mind. So, uh, Nathan. Yes. How should we as Christians interact with sports? You know, stuff like sports mm-hmm. and like fictional fictional uh, universes like Marvel. Ooh. Or other other fictional universes, whatever you want to give it. I say. If anything in too much or anything without control is too much. Right. Okay. There is too much of a good thing. I will say that. There is absolutely too much of a good thing. That being said, I don't have any problem with people who want to watch Marvel movies, play video games, watch sports, and the cultures behind it. I have no problem with it. Right. I don't take issue with it. If you want to enjoy it, we have the freedom to enjoy it. If you don't want to enjoy it, if you choose not to, that's also okay. But we got to remember, everything has to be done with very careful, very careful attention to detail to how much you're doing it. If you go too far, you're too far. Right. What you got, Zach? Well, I I would agree with that. Um, there there is absolutely nothing wrong with you going to to a movie theater and watching Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm, preach. There's nothing wrong with you going to a stadium like Arrowhead. Oh. Or Lambo. Oh. And enjoying. Name drop. A football game there, or you know, uh, a. Any other sporting event there? Exactly. Um, and I'll add, I'll throw one more thing in here. Mm-hmm. I do not think it is a problem for people to listen to secular music. Ooh, I don't know. Unpopular it's, opinion. I I don't think it's a problem for you to go to a concert, say a concert at, at Uptown Theater. Mm-hmm. And listen to a band, you know, I don't know, such as, you know, Humphrey. Humphrey. Oh, you mean we did that once? We we might have done oh, that once no. or twice within the past year or so. Oops. We'll repent of our good music tastes. Um, you know, um, but the thing is, we have to enjoy it in moderation. Like. Yeah. I see a First Corinthians 9.25 reference here. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive perishable, a perishable wreath. But we an imperishable. Now what does that say, Zachary? Well, that says that athletes, like even the best athletes, do things in, in moderation, right? Yes. But right. what's the bigger point there? I think it's the imperishable versus the perishable, right? Yes. Self-control, yes. 
They exercise themselves with self-control to receive something that's perishable. We get to exercise and have self-control for something that is imperishable. Right. That being salvation. We get... Firstly, salvation is through faith alone, in Christ alone. But how do you grow in your faith? You get saved. Cool. Now what? Well, I believe James... <gasps> and James, hold on, let me get to the passage. Oh! James says this. Hold on. Are you going to James 2? Oh, it's like you read my mind. Oh! I went too far. I saw, I'm sorry, I went to Revelation. We will, oh, that's, yeah. That, that's the end, guys. That's, that's the not, end. Let's not go. That's, I mean, Lord, come quickly, but let's not get there yet. <sighs> I understand this sentiment. But James 2.14. 2.14. You know, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? Ooh. Now let me ask, is James speaking rhetorically? Is he being sarcastic? Is he using sarcasm to make a point? Or is he speaking straight up what is? I think it's just speaking straight up what is. Ooh, we gotta be careful. He's asking a question. What is it? What use is it, brethren? If someone says he has faith, but no works, can that faith save him? He's asking. He's asking a question. Yeah. I believe it's a rhetorical question. Like I'm serious. If you say that you're a Christian but live a sinful worldly lifestyle. And to an extent, everybody does, but we that's besides the point. If you are unrepentant of your sins, it would be fair for somebody to call into the question, the at the very least, the fruit of your salvation, or at the most, if you're even saved at all. Right. You know, Nathan, I've... I know we've talked about this for a little bit, mm -hmm. but I'm of the firm belief, belief that the fruits of the Spirit mm. are not for God. Mm. They are not for God. Right? Because if you're Galatians saved, you're... Because if you're saved, you're saved, right? If you're saved, you're saved. If you're saved, you're saved. So God, being the all-knowing God that He is, right... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Knows that you're saved. Yep. So you're good in God's eyes. Yep. However, but you may ask, Nathan, people may ask, what then are the work, are the works through the Spirit for? What are works on this good works on this earth for? It's for the believers. It's for the body. And but if, it's also a testimony to unbelievers. Right. It is. It is for they are for a Christian not only to show believers. But also unbelievers mm -hmm. that hey, if you're a, if you're showing, if you're doing these in front of believers, they say hey, he's made the change. He's good. He's living a new life. He's gone from alcoholism and drug addiction to, you know, serving the Lord yeah. and yeah, preaching pre preaching the word. Now, if we look at it. Galatians 5.19, everyone, 
knows everything from 522 to 23, maybe even 24. But nobody looks at what happens in 519. What is what is it? Say in 519. Maybe. 519 talks about the deeds of the flesh. It says, now the deeds of the flesh in the NASB are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, Zach. Oh! You, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Outburst of anger. How many times do we have outbursts of anger when we're watching sports? A lot. Yeah, I know. Gotta watch that. Outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, whatever that means, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things inherit the kingdom of God. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. I did not read that right. (laughs) Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what I meant to say. That's not what my face said. You gotta be careful, man. Yeah, Start taking things out of context, people jump all over you. No, I didn't mean to say that out of context. My face just said it. That, that was just that was an accident, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> He's not uh, a heretic. Not trying. Not trying. Depends on the day. Now, um. <laughs> now, verse nine, now verse 19. I'm not going to read through that entire passage like Nathan did in the NSB. But verse 19 in the CSB Ooh. states, Now the works of the flesh... flesh are obvious. So, and in our two translations, these were... They're evident and obvious. They're evident and obvious. So people see you doing all these, this list of things, they're gonna know. Mm Mm-hmm. They're gonna know. What kind of representation of the gospel is that if we were to live as we did before we were saved? Pretty poor. It wouldn't be one. <laughs> Hold on. Forgive me while I check something. But if we're to be dead to sin and alive to Christ, then it would make sense that we are dead to immorality, impurity, sensuality, and so on, and alive to joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. That's kind of the point. Living a Christian lifestyle means putting to death self. If you're following God's commands as a Christian, which you should be, then maybe you'll have a little bit of life change. Oh, oh. Doesn't mean on. you have to be perfect. We yes. are not perfect. But Romans 6, 1. What should we say then? Should we continue and, and send that grace may multiply? Verse 2. Absolutely not. Yeah. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Um, yeah. Now, I don't know about you. Me genoite. I don't know about you, Nathan, but I grew up reading a host of different translations Mm -hmm. of the Bible. Yep, yep. And I want to say it's the KJV, but I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. If you read the KJV, if you have KJV at home. I can check it. Uh, go go look at this up, but the beginning of verse two, where Paul says absolutely not in the CSB, mm-hmm. um, I, I I used to read that may God forbid. I think that's in the King James. I'm not. So I, I could be wrong. God forbid is the King James. So meganamai or meganoite, I think is what 
Um, the the ending is there. Genoma, I think, is the is that the primitive? No, it's not. It comes from the primitive gun, but if man means no, Genoite or Genomai means super no. God forbid it. Yeah, I like how the King James translates that. It might be a little off, but still. You know, I think, honestly, I think the way that almost every translation says this is pretty pretty much accurate. Pretty much accurate. May it never so, be. May it never be. Absolutely not. May God forbid it. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, now what does that mean? Coming back to sports, we, we see how we're supposed to act. Right. Tell me, Zach, how are we supposed to act when watching sports or consuming a fantasy product? I will say that. Well, okay. Here's a couple of things. One, when you're watching sports, like I, I will, I will be the first person to admit that while I'm watching a football game, game, I do not react the best. It's now, good to know that and be honest with yourself. Yep. Now, I will say that most of the time when I'm yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering and all that junk mm-hmm. during a game, whether that be in the dorm lounges or, you know, mm-hmm. in in our campus cafeteria or whether that be here at the church, I will admit that most of it is just me putting on an act and making a bigger deal out of things. Oh, it's so much fun to ham it up. It, it's fun it to really ham it is. up. But it, it is important to be also be under control. Yes. Like, if you know you react badly to certain situations, know that, number one, know, know that you react badly to those situations. Mm-hmm. And because you know that you react to these bad situations, number two, it might not be the smartest idea for you to continually expose yourself to those things that... Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. Um... GotQuestions.com, fantastic resource, not sponsored in any way. Uh, Although they are amazing. They are amazing. I love them. They could sponsor us. Um, But GotQuestions.com has this to say. Sports is good and beneficial when kept in perspective. Never should sports be allowed to crowd out time with God or become more important than seeking God's kingdom and righteousness. I've seen a lot of people take... Uh, sports, Marvel, DC, uh, a lot of that. Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. Dude, you we could keep, keep going. going. We could, we could keep going. You can replace it with anything, and have it become an idol. Right. And what does Matthew six, uh, verse thirty three, say about that? Well, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It doesn't say, but seek first the chief's kingdom and its righteousness. Do you not have any other gods beside me, Zach? I know, right? 
Ah. Oh, but verse 4 gets better, you know? Yes. It says, Do not make an idol for yourself, rather in the shape of anything in the heavens above. Mm. So the sun, the stars, the moon, the, the planets, the, all that junk. The everything. The clouds. The clouds. Or on the earth below. Ooh. So, Pat Mahomes, Superman, Iron Man, all that junk. Exactly. Oh, but it does not stop there. Or in the waters under the earth. Mmm. So, if you want to go worship a whale, best not to do that. I wouldn't recommend worshiping a whale. I don't know why... I don't know why you might do that. Oh, but, but verse 5 adds on to it. Do not bow down and worship to them and do not serve them. For I, the Lord, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, bringing the consequences of the father, Father's iniquity of the, on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Ooh. It's a little rough. It's a little rough. God's speaking a little harsh here. Mm-hmm. So... Commandment number one, don't have any other gods before before God the Almighty. Yeah. Commandment number two, don't make idols of anything, no. not even God. No. No You're, other gods and don't make any idol. You shall not make yourself, for yourself, any idol. Okay, think about it. Why would God feel the need to tell the Israelites this Uh, as the second command? Maybe because he knew what they were going to do. And what does Paul say about breaking the law at one point? If you break one law, you break them all. He's guilty of breaking all of it. Hey, question, Zach. Answer, Nathan. Can anybody... Keep the entire three chapters worth of law that are here. And that's just the three chapters in Exodus. That's not even counting like Deuteronomy number. The law is counted in Deuteronomy numbers. Leviticus. Leviticus. I was going to say Levitical law is the big one. Leviticus. Throughout uh, Joshua and Judges. Throughout. No, Nathan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But but, but look look at Exodus chapter 24, verse 7. It says... Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. And then Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you in accordance with these words. All these words. And what happens, Nathan? Hmm. Well... This is where eschatology and also end time study gets interesting. Right. So in the end times, you see the blood of the lamb. Uh, not the blood of the lamb. You see the the lamb himself, Jesus. Mm-hmm. He shows up with the robe that's dipped in red. Right. That's significant and signifies a covenant that was made. Right. So, because he's got the blood on the bottom of his robe, that means he made he, he, he kept the covenant. 
Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but because they didn't keep their end of the deal, Jesus, Jesus was well within his right to actually just cut everything off and say, I'm done, we're, we're, this is, right. we're out of here. He didn't do that. And, right. It's significant of the covenant and promise that he made to Israel, but it's also pretty big for us as believers because of God's character. Think about it this way. So, let me find say, that passage. Yeah, you, you find that passage, but I'm going to speak directly to our listeners right now. Think about it this way. Let's just say you have a contract for something. You know, mm-hmm. you sign a contract, whether that be for sports or, you know, working a job or anything. The minute you sign that contract, you have agreed to everything that mm-hmm. is contained within that contract. So, one, read, read contracts to make sure you're... Uh, make sure you, you agree with everything and, you know, can fulfill every requirement that sh- that may be required in that contract. Mm-hmm. Number two, if at any point you don't fulfill that contract, the other contractee, the other person who yeah. signed the contract can say, well, you didn't c- keep the contract. I don't have to mm-hmm. keep my end either. So, technically speaking... The, pe- the people of Israel signed a contract. They signed a contract and they broke it and almost instantaneously. And they broke it. And they, did, they kept breaking it too, which is bad. And yet <laughs> yeah, God no. still said, hey, I'm going to keep my end of the contract. Look at Joshua. Look at the judges. Look at Gideon. Look at... Look at just anyway, look at it. Look at, the, look at most of the Old Testament, right? Like, people... I've heard people explain that the God of the Old Testament is the angry, fiery guy. Have you read the God of the New Testament? Hey, he melts the place. Right. Revelation 19.11 says, And the heavens, and I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. Does that sound like a nice guy to you? His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has the name on him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with the robe dipped in blood that I was talking about earlier, and his name is called the Word of God. The Word of God. Why might his name be called the Word of God? Well, here's something interesting. So if you look at John 1, okay, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What does... What does the word word mean? I know we've talked about it before, Zach. Yeah, yeah. Look at the Jewish Targum. Right. Okay, it's the Aramaic translation. They took the word God, when they translated it out of the Hebrew, they translated the word God into the word Memra, which also means word in English. The reason why they did that was so that they wouldn't accidentally take the Lord's name in vain. So, when we read 
what John is writing here, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. He's not saying, oh yeah, in the beginning was some book. No, the book didn't exist yet. The book had to be written. In the beginning was the Word, meaning God. Let me translate this properly for you. In the beginning was the God, and the God was with God, and the God was God. He's saying the word is God. But then later on, uh, you have the witness of John, and then you have the word made flesh in verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, meaning God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, and he's talking about Jesus. Hold up now. Wow. You got me going. You got me preaching today. Oh, gosh, people. (laughs) Now. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. So, we don't even have to just go to, like, the, the Revelation 19. After God gets done sending a message to the seven churches, mm. and we start with the trumpets, the bowls, the the seals, all that junk, all that this tribulation. Yep. Y'all, let me let me let me let me tell y'all something. Not only did the nation of Israel break their contract with God several times, and the book yep. of Judges alone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. We'll, we'll, we'll save judges. Don't worry, guys. We'll do, a, do an episode on judges. We'll just do that. That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic. But not only did the nation of Israel, you know, break their contract with God. Way back in the beginning. Well, not in the beginning, beginning. Way back in Genesis <laughs> chapter 3. You know, you know, God had just finished creating everything. Um, the Bible literally says he formed man from dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, y'all. Y'all pile of dirt. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just dirty, nasty humans. Right. So, yeah. Not only are we... Yeah, all, and all that junk. I just got created stuff. Yep. Um, but also, he, he gave one command. One. He had one rule for this contract with man. Yep. And he said, hey, you see that tree? Don't eat the fruit off that tree. Oops. Whoops a daisy. We got a little fruity. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry, that was bad. <laughs> stop. So so humanity in general has broken its contract with God. God brought the nation of Israel and they broke their contract with God again. Mm-hmm. And now, today, we're still breaking our contract with God. Yep. So in Revelation, he says, Okay, that's it. I'm we're done. done. Bring all my people up. We're gonna create. We're gonna start over. He hits the big reset, and we get the redone. Yep. That's how we should act with our lives every day. Yep. James to it. So if y'all are worried about acting now in sports, um, read. Read the Bible. You know. Um, don't let, like I said in our first episode, I think. Uh, and that's don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. Don't be angry, and that's just for the sports people, for the fiction pe- people out there. Um, one, I would advise be good Bereans. 
Yeah. So test yeah. test things. Yeah. That's that's straight out out of Acts uh, seventeen, I think. Yep. So test things against the scriptures. Don't believe everything you hear. Mm -hmm. Don't believe everything you read. So basically, it all boils down to the scriptures are not only our foundation, but they are our measuring stick. Yep. As to whether we should or should not do stuff. Yeah. And that's as easy as it gets. Yep. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you for watching again. Watching. Let's <laughs> see if you can watch this. It's a podcast. I mean, we might put a camera on here eventually. Yeah, we were talking about it like three weeks ago, and it still hasn't happened. Yeah, it hasn't just... happened. We might. Um, we'll we'll discuss that, and we'll let you all know once that happens, if it happens. It's gonna be a slow process. Y'all, grace and peace to you. Grace and peace.